Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, your kindness, Father. Lord, you've been so good to us. You've been so good to us, Lord. So many things, Lord, that we don't deserve. So many things, Lord. Lord, help us this morning as we move into your word, Lord, to have a better understanding, not a man's understanding, Lord, not a understanding that's been communicated with us, Lord, but Lord, a commu- uh, but a revelation knowledge, Lord, that will bring us, Lord, to your feet. We thank you. We praise you. We glorify your name because you're so worthy. Oh, Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. It's good to have everybody here this morning. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. And I'll just be real honest with you. Even though you got an extra hour this morning, so nobody had no reason to be late, to come be dragging in, to have sleepy eyes still. And... uh so I'm just so thankful. It's good to have Pastor Doug. It's good to have some guests here this morning. Uh, you, you know, and, and so, so for the past 10 months, we've been preaching in the living room. And, and this feels so much different. But I can tell you right now, there's such an anointing here in this place. There's such an anointing, and it ain't anything that I've done. It's not anything that you've done other than our expectations of what we're seeking God to do. You see, and I'll just I'll give you just a, a quick information. You know, there for a couple for a while I was going to a Christian recovery house meeting once a year once a week. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> but I was going there to be a mentor, to 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 be there and to pray with people and to to network. And in my networking we we there's been a few people that's been in and out that's came and has been a part of the church and has left. Uh, and that's neither here nor there. But the reality is, is I have a meeting with them on Tuesday. Because the first 30 days when somebody comes to the program, there's a set church that they have to go to. And so and that's what my meeting is about, is that this could be a set location for one of those houses of five to be to come and to be a part of this. And the reality is, is it, it, it isn't anything about me. It's just about what God wants to do here. And what God wants to do here is what, is what so many other churches, so many other ministries is failing, failing to do is, is what our slogan is, is uh, we'll get it put up somewhere. But, uh, and I don't want to say slogan because I started out with a slogan and it was called uh, a step in the right direction. But you know, in prayer and in fasting, the Lord gave me a new catchphrase. And this is not your every Sunday church. The reason why it's not your every Sunday church is not just because we sing three or four songs and then we have some worship and then we'll have a little bit of message because I, there's, there's other preachers that preach, uh, 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 I don't want to say better, or, but they just they operate differently than I do. And, and, and I've learned to be comfortable in the anointing as it flows upon my life. So as we're here this morning, I kind of want to just move on in if I could for just a few moments. <laughs> Y'all already know better than that, right? Just a few moments. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and set my timer for 60 minutes. And the good thing about this is when we were at the house, uh, and when we were at the house, there was a clock 
on my left, over my left shoulder that you can see, but now we bought a clock and it's in the back and can't none of y'all see what time it is. So, but, but if you'll just, if you'll just uh, uh, extend your ear to hear what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you today, the Holy Spirit has, uh, just as I've been here and, and as I've just been in so much prayer, just walking around praying in the Spirit and doing one thing from the ceilings to floors, the walls, the lights, the music, and, and all of that, and watching it all come together, and the Lord was just speaking a word to me. And I said, Lord, I said, I'm, and I'm, you know, I've been working 12, 13, 14 hour days here. And I said, but Lord, when am I going to have time to study? When am I going to have time to prepare your word that you have for me and you have for your flock? And he said, no, he said, you let me do what I do best. You do what I told you to do and then leave the rest up to me. How many times are we being guilty of that, that we want to put our hands right back in the pot after, we, after God's done told us to leave it be? So what I did was I left, I left it be, and when I pulled up here yesterday morning and the Lord spoke to me, he said, aren't you glad you got an extra hour today? <laughs> I said, yes, Lord, I'm so glad that you've given us an extra hour so when I got home last night, I sat down about 10 o'clock last night, regular time. I got up from my computer at 12 last night. And then I looked and I was like, okay, well, it's only 11 o'clock. I still got time to go sit down with the wife, uh, enjoy some conversation, and then go to bed, and then get up and, and we'll do it again uh, tomorrow. But um, uh, it, 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 it's, it's wonderful to be here. But, but I want to start with a series that as, as I've just been here working, uh, and, and, and we can't say that it's ironic, we can't say that it's a coincidence, Pastor Doug, but as God's laid that on your heart, that we know that what we're doing here is we're building a what? A temple. And what was a temple was a place where the Spirit of God <laughs> resided. So what I want to do here with you is, is I want to take very serious, as I always do every week, the Matthew 28, 19. It says what? Go ye therefore and do what? Make disciples of who? Did he say some? Did he just say the ones that would listen? <laughs> he said all men. All men. So sometimes when Pastor James gets to speaking, because if anybody knows me for a few moments, and I love it, those that are like-minded, because our conversation can skip the formalities, and we can go straight into talking about God. But with some people, even old friends, if you give me two or three minutes, that conversation is changing. And more likely, it's changing into a rim that you don't want to talk about. And that's fine. That, that's not, I, I can't make you receive that. But the reality is, is, is God didn't tell me to make you receive it. He told me to say it. Uh, you know, as my dad was a truck driver for 47 years, I believe, 47 and a half, you know, he, you know, he would be out on the road, and, and the Lord gave him a revelation that, hey, you're just a mailman. You're just a delivery guy. You're only bringing the mail. You can't make them receive it, but you drop it off at their door. And it's their choice if they receive it or not. So and what, what is the coincidence that this warehouse, which is now God's temple, is his place, was a mailing facility. <laughs> and that was what the, the, the former tenant spoke to here. He said it's, he said it's going to be so uh, 
I guess, grand, if you could say it that way, to see it transforming from a, a mailing service into a church, I said, well, it's not stopping. We're still delivering mail. <laughs> We're still delivering mail. It might be a different message. It might be a different mail, but we are still delivering mail. So as I'm, I, I'm trying to eat up on my time here for just a few moments, if I could. But I want to get into this series, if we could, this week. Uh, I don't know how long. If we skip an actual Thanksgiving message, don't blame me. Blame the Holy Spirit. But if you want what He wants, then it ain't going to make you no difference. So what we're going to talk about for the next couple weeks or month or two months. Or four, no, not four months. I'm just kidding. Uh, the longest series I've done was, was a seven or eight part Uh but the Lord spoke to me last night, and he talked to me about building the temple. And I want to go ahead and just move in, and let's just open in prayer if we could. You can never pray enough. Holy Spirit, Lord, we thank you today that as we move beyond the realm of you just being Savior to us, that you have become the, 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 the helper, that you have become our counselor, that you have become the allos paracletos, that you have become another of the same kind, another that is just like Jesus, and Jesus Christ is the Word of God. So, Lord, we ask you today that as you spoke in the book of John, that you said that the, one of the things that the Holy Spirit would do is that he would speak of things to come and that he would speak of nothing except for what the Word has been spoken. So all he's going to do is just confirm, confirm, Confirm the word of God. Holy Spirit, again, you are welcome here today. Anything that's not of God, you have no legal right here. And I command you by the authority of God's word to be gone in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not asking you. I'm not suggesting to you. I speak to you by the blood of Jesus Christ, which has covered all of these doorposts, that you be gone in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us today to incline our ears to hear what you have to say to us. Lord, let them not hear my voice, Lord, but let them hear your voice through my voice today. Reveal to us, Lord, your heart. Lord, and we thank you, we praise you, we glorify you for it. In the name of Jesus Christ and all the saints of God always say amen. Amen, which means so be it, and I agree. Amen. I want to read to you for just a moment out of the book of 1 Chronicles. If you don't have your Bible, I got you taken care of. <laughs> 1 Chronicles chapter 28. I'll give you, for those that are turning, I'll give you a few moments to get there. Because some of you might not use the same version as me, and that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you don't know where First Chronicles is, it's in the Old Testament. Just in case, I'm just, I'm laying it out there. <laughs> it's always right there, ain't it, brother? <laughs> amen, amen. First Chronicles chapter 28, verses 2 through 10. If anybody knows me thus far... I always come with a ton of scripture. Why is that? Because it ain't my word. It's his word. And if his word says it, you can't argue with me just because you don't like it. Let's read. David rose to his feet and said, My brothers and my people, it was my desire to build a temple where the ark of the Lord's covenant, God's footstool, can rest 
permanently. Follow me now. I made the necessary preparations for, for building it, but God said to me, You must not build a temple to honor my name, for you are a warrior and have shed much blood. Yet the Lord, the God of Israel, has chosen me from among all my father's family to be king over Israel forever, for he has chosen the tribe of Judea to rule. And from among the families of Judea, he chose my father's family, Jesse. And from, and from among my fathers, the son of the Lord has chosen to make me king over all of Israel. I, I just want to, I want to reconfirm a little something here with you for just a moment, if, if I could. Is that, is that this? Is that he chose you? You didn't choose him. We don't don't get confused just because we say, "Hey, Lord, please forgive me of my sins." But the reality is that He chose you because He saw you before the foundations of the earth. You see, and you know why you know why that's so hard to understand is because that's speaking spiritual, and it's hard for the flesh to understand what the Spirit. Paul even got in the New Testament. He said, "Only Spirit can understand Spirit." So, and that's what I'm asking here today is incline you hear Jesus said, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. Let's continue here. And in verse 5, and from among my sons, the Lord has given me many. He chose Solomon to succeed me on the throne of Israel and to rule over the Lord's kingdom. He said to me, Your son Solomon will build my temple. And its courtyards. You see, it just didn't stop there. You see, what happened was it, it went abroad. You see, and what God has started here is not just these four walls, but it's going to be beyond these walls. But guess where it has to start? Right here, because it said correction begins where? In the house of the Lord. Amen. Man, that's good preaching there. And for I have chosen him as my son. And I will be his father. Verse 7. And if. Oh here's the condition. And if he continues to obey my commands and regulations. As he does now. I will make his kingdom last forever. So now with God as our witness. And in the sight of all Israel. The Lord's assembly. I give you this charge. Be careful to obey all the commandments of the Lord your God so that you may continue to possess this good land and leave it to your children as in a permanent inheritance. So what does this tell me here is that what we're doing here, what my parents has done, what you've done with your kids, is you're passing it on. It don't matter if it's good or bad. You're passing along something to them. What are you passing to them? Man, I ain't even finished reading my scripture yet. Slow down, James. <laughs> Excuse me. Verse number nine. And Solomon, my son, listen to this. Learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thoughts. If you seek him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. 
So take this seriously. The Lord has chosen you to build a temple as His sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. Now I'm going to touch on my notes for just a moment. There's so much information in these few verses. So much information in these few verses that we've read here this morning. But, but, but we will be using a selection of Scripture here this morning. Because what I did was verse, from verse 2 to verse 6, was we just gave you a little bit of background. But what I want to do is I want to get into the meat. You see, so many churches are failing to get into the meat, into the revelation of God. And you see, and that's what Jesus said that his church was going to be built on. What? He said, because he told Peter, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Well, what are you talking about, Pastor James? Well, who do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus spoke up and he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Man has not taught you this. He said, but my father, which is in heaven, has, here was the word that he used, he said, revealed. Isn't that the short word for revelation? I mean, come on now. So, so there's a revelation that, that's not being spoken to the church today. And I'm not saying that the pastor's not spending time in prayer. There's too many churches that, that, that's preaching verses 2 through 6. And they fell in to get to the meat of here, the meat and the potatoes. I don't know about y'all, but I can't sit down and eat soup or, or broth unless I'm on a fast. You know why? I need some substance. I need to say, ain't that right, Brother Eddie? Because I love to cook and I love to see people eat my cooking. It may not be the best, but the reality is, is I had too many people say, man, I've had better. <laughs> As we sit back and listen to the entirety of, of this new series, yes, that means that you got to come back if you want to continue to hear it, right? We all know that because I can't preach all the parts today. If we do, we'll probably be here till sundown. And, and I don't even, I hadn't even studied that far ahead. Uh, but the Spirit knows all things. But, so, so, but we will carefully see how this series will pick up and go into depth from our previous series called what? Who, who remembers what our previous series was? The Process. The Process. And if you've not heard that, well, there's great news. There's a podcast. SLM has a podcast that you can listen to. But we're also on YouTube that you can go back and you can see it. And you'll be able to see us in the living room and you'll see the transition from there to here. Uh, but the word that was spoken then is, 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 is what we're going to be continuing to speak and to expound on here today. So if you missed it, then please feel free to go watch it on YouTube. So, but if you've been here, if you've heard, if you've been with us to the duration, it's time to buckle up because now God, God is moving things. And the reality is, is I know that everybody that gets on the train or everybody gets on the bus isn't in for the long haul. But there's some people that God has called to be in for the long haul. Do you want to ride this bus? And I ain't talking about the short bus. <laughs> so buckle up. And let's go on this short journey together. Our next slide, if you'll show this one, baby. So oftentimes, we are, man, I put a we are, we are in there too much. But, but you know, I'm just expounding on that. Maybe I should just put a comma, right? Yeah. 
I, so I just missed the punctuation. Please don't fault me on that. I'm a, I am a minister, not an English teacher. Help me out here. So oftentimes we are focused on the destination that we fail to see that the journey is used to transform us into his image and his likeness. You know, if he would have went, uh, I'm going to give you just a short sneak peek. It took seven years to build the temple. Seven years to build the temple. You see, but the, what the reality is, is that God had given a vision. God had given a vision, and it didn't all come to fruition at one time. It, it, it takes time, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's a process. It's something that has to take place. But if, but if we get too focused that we have nothing, and all we want is the everything, then we've missed all of the in-between that God has for us. So if we will focus not on the destination, but the journey. Because the journey changes us into who He is. But how many of us know that the journey's hard sometimes? It's blood, sweat, and tears. You know, just like my bruised knees from this week. You know, the cuts, the splinters. I pulled out uh, uh, probably 400,000 splinters out of my hands from the wood. And the floor, and I've banged my hand with the hammer so many times. I didn't shoot myself with a nail gun, thank God for that. But the reality is, is that there was a lot of work that went into it. But you know what? Before I went into it, God gave me a vision. And I began to share the vision with the wife. And I began to put it on a piece of paper. Well, I'm, a, I'm a land surveyor by trade, so I kind of drew it out on the computer. And she, she looked at us like, man, yeah, that looks great. You see, but she didn't catch the vision, you know. But when we got about halfway through it, she looked at me. She said, I'm seeing your vision. I'm seeing your vision. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm asking you, are you seeing the vision that God not just has for your life, but what he has for us here? And, and not, there's not going to be too much of this here if you're not here with us helping us to build this. You see, God's going somewhere. Do you want to go? He's going somewhere. Do you want to go? Hallelujah. For those of you that may or may not know this historic story, David desired to build a temple. And you know, and Pastor Doug touched on that this morning, and I'm, I'm so grateful because I sat back this morning and I said, Lord, I don't have no scripture to open up with. You know, and I kind of put Pastor Doug on the spot. I know I didn't, but I kind of did. But the reality is, is God sent him here today for a reason and for a purpose. You know, what, what was it that Mordecai told Esther? He said, for such a time as this, you are destined. You know, and God could have chose any of us to be born any other time in history. But he chose right now. He chose right now. And you're here on purpose for a purpose. But David desired to build God a permanent place for his spirit to dwell because God's presence had been placed in a portable tabernacle. It wasn't even called a temple then. You see, what, 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 what he gave him here was he gave God something that he didn't have. He, not only did he give him something new, but he gave it a new name. He, he gave himself something more. So, but, so this is, has been the dwelling place since Exodus chapter 26. And where are we at? Chronicles, 1 Chronicles. And, and this has been the dwelling place for God's presence for hundreds of years. For hundreds of years. 
So I, I want to take your attention now. So uh, let me get, God deserves so much better, but God needed this duty delegated to Solomon because God said, I have chosen him. He, he had chosen him. So, and you're sitting here, God's chosen you. And what's so much more important to me than this ministry is your walk, your relationship with God. That's what's more important to me. Somebody, he had delegated Solomon for this duty. So as we just read this together, the delegation of Solomon. I would like to take your attention to verse 6 and start from there. Verse 6, baby. Oh, look, she's on point. See, she's, she is always on point. Sometimes I look back, but I'm just, uh, thank you, baby. Let's give her a hand clap. She does such a great job back there. So he said this, verse 6. Now we're going to get into a little bit of meat here. And he said to me, your son Solomon will build my temple and its courtyards, for I have chosen him as my son, and I will be his father. And if he continues to obey my commandments and regulations, and he, as he does now, I will make his kingdom last forever. So now, with God as our witness and in the sight of Israel, the Lord's assembly, I give you this charge. Be careful to obey all the commandments of the Lord your God so that you can continue to possess the good land and leave it to your children as an inheritance. So here's a few principles that I want to point out to you. No, I'm not a three-point preacher. I, no, I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But here's one. I've got a few key points that I want to bring out here to you. Knowing that God is looking for the same temple within us. This is the temple that God's looking for. It's a place for His Spirit to dwell. And next week we'll get into the plans. The plans of the temple. Because I began to read it last night. And the Lord said, no, 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 no. You're a week ahead of schedule. He said, pump the brakes and put it in reverse. And let's, let's go back to the beginning. I said, okay, Lord. So if He continues to obey... As he does now. So, so what does it mean to continue? Anybody? Off the top of your head, what does it mean to continue? To keep on doing it. To remain, to abide, to live in. So if he continues, does that mean we just, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. And now I'm just going to go back doing what I was doing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Moving forward. God's called us to more. God's called us to deeper. God has called us to disciple men and women. And, and, and it starts here. It starts in your time with God. You see, because my job, my position is to disciple you so that what? So that you can disciple others. I, I, I'm not bringing you, thus says Pastor James. I'm bringing you, thus says the Lord. Here God spoke the conditions to the fulfilling of His Word. So to receive His Word, we must walk accordingly, right? Because He said, if you continue. If is a condition, right? If is a condition. So God has given us the same if. If you will, if you will obey me, if you will walk in the ways that I've commanded you, then you're going to fulfill. But so many times we get short-sighted. We lose sight. But you know what? You know what? <laughs> you know what we preached? You know what our series was before the process? 
It was called adjust in our sights. Adjust in our sights. And to adjust our sights means to change our focus. What are we aiming at? You see, Paul said, he said, that, he said I make it my goal. Or I make it my aim to be what? To be well-pleasing. I don't want to just leave it at pleasing. I want to leave it at well-pleasing. Because when you put the well in front of pleasing, that means I did more than what he asked me to do. Did, what, what, did he say about, what did he say about Daniel? Did it say Daniel distinguished himself? Daniel distinguished himself among all the others. So what did he do was he set himself apart from who everybody else was. Are we in a process of distinguishing ourselves? Are we moving into the more that God's calling us into? Hallelujah. So, so, so to receive his word, we must walk accordingly. Amen. I'm not sitting here preaching holiness to you. We're not a holiness church. We're not a holiness denomination. But, because we, we're labeled as a non-denominational. Because if the word says it, I believe it. I'm not set to a man's standard of what man says. This is the interpretation of the scripture. So I'm not sitting here preaching holiness to you. I'm just simply reading what God had spoken to an individual that he called to do extraordinary things. Next slide. Why would we be excluded from a lifestyle of holiness when God has called me and you to do extraordinary in the right now moment? Why would he exclude us from a lifestyle of holiness when he's called us to do extraordinary things? Well, what does extraordinary mean? Okay, well, let's just stop there. What does ordinary mean? Common? Common, the same thing everybody else is doing, the same thing that every other church is doing, the same thing that every worship team is doing, the same thing that everybody at work is doing, the same thing that all of our friends are doing. But God's called us to do what? So we put the extra in front of that, and it moves to what? Extraordinary. So we move beyond ordinary. We move into what God has called us to do and that's to build a temple for His Spirit to dwell and to reside. You see, we're talking about here at SLM, we're talking about building a temple for the Holy Spirit to dwell. But you see, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not bringing that peace that He's put in you with you every Sunday, then we're missing a part of that. God's wanting to do extraordinary things. But God's wanting to do extraordinary things in your life first. So that's what I'm here to preach to you this morning. That God's called you to the extraordinary or extraordinary. He's called you to the more. But if he's called you to the more, then why would we be excluded from keeping his commandments? From keeping his regulations? I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just preaching the word to you real good right now. And that's fine because I need to hear it and I need to see it. You need to see it and you need to hear it as well. So what has stopped us from receiving? This is kind of a rhetorical question if I could say it that way. What is stopping us from receiving the promise? A lack of walking according to his word. 
But pastor, that's just so hard. That's just, I've, I've, there's just sin is so prevalent in my life. And it's just so hard for me not to do that. But Daniel distinguished himself. Daniel was doing extraordinary things. Daniel had the 70, the, the 70 year prophecy that we saw come to pass, not just in the days of Jesus, but also in our present time as well. We're seeing this word being fulfilled. But the extraordinary that God's called you to is going to require you to do more. It's going to require you turning your back. It's going to require you uh, doing things that, you, that your flesh does not desire to do. You see, I, I mentioned this the other week. I texted a friend the other week there in the neighborhood that I live in. And I said, hey, man, it's been a long time since we talked. I said, can we get together? It took him a couple hours to get back with me. He texted me back. He said, everything all right? Do you need anything? I said, no, everything's fine. I said, we just hadn't talked in a while. I'd like to catch up. He came back, and his next comment was, was this. Man, if you want to talk about this religious stuff, he said, I'm not the one. And you know what I told him? I responded with this. Because the Lord told me to reach out to him. So I'm sitting here like, Lord, Lord, what do I do now? What do I say now? Last conversation I had with this guy over about a little, almost a year ago, he promised me a five-minute sit-down. So the Holy Spirit reminded me of that. Well, last time we spoke such and such, you told me you'd hear me out. His response back was, you're absolutely right. So what happened was the, door, the Lord left the door open for that to happen, and neither one of us remembered that. So the Holy Spirit brought that back to my remembrance. What has caused us not to see His Word fulfilled in our lives? Today would be a great day to start and seek his face to the word of holiness that he's called us all to. Because he's called us all to extraordinary things. It doesn't matter where we work. It doesn't matter our education level. It, it, it doesn't matter uh, our, our how can I, physicality. Maybe I said that right. Or maybe I just made up a word. I don't know. <laughs> it sounded really good to me. Now don't ask me how to spell it. Because I had to say it in my mind about two times before I just spoke it. But God has called us to so much more. David made this matter public before God and man and charged Solomon to obey all the commandments of the Lord. So, so, so when we begin to look at this word charge, uh, the first thing, there's probably no felons in here. But we've all known people that maybe that's been charged with something. Okay, let's just let, let's take it down a notch, James. <laughs> maybe we got a speeding ticket, and the charge was here's your fine. Well, you may say, oh, okay, here's your fine. Well, the really, the, but that's your fine. But the charge is what you were speeding, uh, you were not wearing a seatbelt, or you were making an improper movement, or you were impeding traffic. Uh, you, you were doing something was the charge. So, so when we when we look at this very same word as charge, this is what David was speaking to Solomon. I charge you. This is, this is an authoritative way of saying it. As in, the, 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 here's, this is your obligation. This is what you got to do. 
So ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, just because you might not read God's Word, just because you might not watch preaching on TV, just because you might not come here on Sundays, doesn't change that we're not held to God's standards. It, 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 that doesn't change. We think Some people think just because, well, I don't go to church, I'm not reading God's Word, I don't talk to people, you know, if you, got, if you want to talk about Jesus, I'm not the one. That does not change God's judgment. You see, it, it, the judgment has already been set for each one of us because Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn the world because what? The world was what? It was already condemned. We're already on our way to hell. What he did, he's that guy. Let's just imagine this is a, the Grand Canyon. There we go. Who's ever seen the Grand Canyon? Man, that's a beautiful place. Anyways, long story short, short story long, whichever one you want to be, is you're standing on the edge. And all Jesus is, is you're running. You're running from back there just as hard as you can. And you're running to the cliff to jump off. And see, what Jesus is doing here is he's placing a sign for you here. He's placing another sign for you here. He's placing another sign for you here before you run off to eternity. And eternity is one of two places. That's just the reality. So, 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 so what he's doing is he's trying to save us from falling off the edge of the cliff and going into eternity without him. And, and now this makes so much sense. So if, if we saw a blind person getting ready to walk out into oncoming traffic, what would we do out of the obligation of our hearts? Would we not try to save them? But, yet, you know, but what if that blind person said, Man, I don't need your help. I know what I'm doing. I don't want to hear you. I know what I'm doing. I can see perfectly fine. I better look before I fall off. <laughs> I, I'm not used to the size of the stage yet. It's much bigger than the living room. But, but just the reality is, is there's so many people that's on their way to hell. And all they're saying was, man, you just don't want me to have fun. All you want to do, all you want to do is just be a, oh, let me give you an illustration. What's that? Bible thumper. Anybody ever heard that terminology before? Holy rollers. <laughs> but all God wants to do is save us. The devil doesn't want us. He just don't want God to have us. Tell me, what good thing has the devil ever done for you? I mean, let's just be real here. So, so, so if we had an evil stepmother, uh, Cinderella, why would we want to serve someone like that? But yet we're, do, we're what? We're blind. And we're walking out in the oncoming traffic. And we don't even realize what we're doing. But yet we hear the message over and over and over. Yeah, I'm just going to keep going because so many of us have heard it over and over and over and over and over and over. And we continue to do what? We're walking by every time we hear the message, this is Jesus on the cross. He ain't done nothing for me. I, 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 maybe before I die, you know, we'll think about that. Maybe, maybe when I'm on my deathbed. But you know what? When we take, what, what separates us from eternity right now? It's two things. One heartbeat. One heartbeat. See, Brother Eddie's had a heart attack, and he understands the importance of keeping his heart in rhythm. You see, what, what else separates us from eternity? 
one breath of air. One breath of oxygen separates us from eternity. But yet we're willing to gamble and to lay our whole life on the line just to have a few moments of pleasure. Yeah, I said moments because, because James said that, that this present life is what? It's a vapor. You're here one moment, you're going the next. Who's boiled water? I'm talking about before you scorched your pot. We've all boiled water before then. And what happens is you see that water change from a form and see, and that's the reality, is we see ourselves as water, but the reality is, is we are a vapor. We are a spirit. And we're here one moment and we're gone the next. It doesn't matter if we live 100 years because, because what's one time's affinity? It's still affinity. It's still affinity. We, we can't compare our 100 years of life here on earth and can't get it confused with what eternity is either in his presence or outside of his presence. You know what the hard part about that is? is that we'll never, ever, ever be loved again. We'll never be loved again. We'll never know what it feels like to be loved. We'll never know what it feels like. Never, ever, ever. But yet we choose. We choose the things that our flesh desires. Let me get on here. So David made this matter public before God and man and charged Solomon to obey all the commandments. Suggestions? Recommendations? He charged him to follow the recommendations? He charged him, he, he charged him I, I suggest that you do this. You're charged to follow all of the commandments. So, so, so here I want to go here. So I want to ask you the question is, do you know what the commandments of God are? Okay, some of us do, some of us don't. And there's nothing wrong. Follow me over to Mark chapter 10, verse 17 through 22. We're getting closer. Mark chapter 10, verse 17 through 22. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Reads like this in verse 17. It says, As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running. You like the illustrations? He came running and he knelt down. I'm not going to get on my knees. <laughs> Please forgive me. Maybe next week. <laughs> he fell on his knees and he asked, he said, Good teacher, what must I do? Did he? Did y'all hear that? What must I do? Oh, that, does that mean we play a part in this? You see, he's already done everything that needs to be done. That's why he's everybody's Savior. But see, the reality of the question here was he's like, how can I make you Lord of my life? I, I, we got the revelation that he's our Savior. We, we all know that. If we're five years old in here, we've heard something about, hey, Jesus died for our sins. And we understand that. But what we've not understood is we've not died to sin. Uh-oh. Wow, somebody needs to write that down. See, Jesus died for sin. Why aren't we dying to sin? Jesus died for sin. Why aren't we dying to sin? He said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
Jesus probably said, why do you call me good? Only God is truly good. But to answer your questions, you know the commandments. You must not murder. Let's count these out. Just put them on your fingers as we're going. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and your mother. I don't know about y'all, but there's six, right? He's missing, but we're missing something. Follow me here. Teacher, the man replied, I have obeyed all of these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. You see, I, and, and I speak the very same thing, is that I pray for y'all so much. Every day. It's not a day that goes by that I don't pray for you. Looking at the man, Jesus felt love for him. There is still one thing. Did he say four things? He said there's one thing you haven't done, he told him. He said, go and sell all your possessions, give the money to the poor, excuse me, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell, and he went away sad, for he had great possessions. Now, before I get into this, I want to read one more set of scripture. Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. Follow me on the, on the screen. If you're taking notes, just write the scripture down. But for time's sake, I want to move on. Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. Here's what Jesus replied. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law. The, the entire law. The end. Are y'all getting this? Everything about my life is hinged. My relationship with God is hinged. My fellowship with God is hinged. Uh, my marriage status with my wife is hinged. It, the, the way I perform at work is hinged. Everything when we come to church, when we get in His presence, is hinged. It's hinged on this. The entire law and all the demands of the prophet are based off of these two commandments. But now we're going back to the book of Exodus and we know that there's how many? But Jesus said there's what? You see, but what did Jesus point out to the young rich ruler? That he got, he got, he got commandments 5 through 10. Boy, you aced that one. But you know what you failed? The first one. Mm-hmm. Yes. It does. And as we go back to John chapter 3, it makes it equivalent to believe means to what? To obey. John chapter 3, verse 36, I believe it is. To believe is to obey. And to not obey is to not believe. But he said, you, you've aced the first part. The, the, the last part you aced it, it was the first part and where you're failing. You see, and, and how many knows that you can get the last half of the recipe right, but if you mess up the first half, then what happened? Uh, then the rest of that's null and void. 
it's no good. You might as well throw it in the trash can because that's exactly what it tastes like. I threw meat away because I had <laughs> I'd got it wrong to start with. I got my seasonings wrong. I got my soaking time wrong. But the reality is, is that it, we, we're trying to be good to a man's standard of good, and we've left out what God has called good. And when we leave out what God has called good, the man's standard of good is nothing. God's not called us to a moral of man's standard of good. He's called us to a statue of his heart. And, what, and God is what? God is holy. God is holy. Well, what does holy mean? Holy means it's just, just the best way us as people can describe him. Is he's sacred. He's set apart. He's, he's not ordinary. He is extraordinary. And God's called each one of us to be extraordinary. He's not called us to be like the world. What did he say? What did Paul say? He said, I've called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He said, touch not the unclean things of this world. Why would he speak so much about sanctification if sanctification isn't important in our fellowship with God? But you know what? So many people today, so many people today, I ain't talking about right here. I'm talking about the church down the road. I'm talking about the church that's back here behind us. I'm talking about the church maybe even at 8-2-A, uh, people at Covenant. Uh, people are going to walk out, and they're going to still have sin in their life. Sin is going to be domain in their life. But it's only a decision that you can make. It's only a decision that you can make. So how many times, I'm coming to a close, how many times have we missed the more that God has called us to when we have been so focused on the destination and have forsaken the journey of building the temple? We're so worried about, I just want to get to heaven. I just want to get to heaven. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? I don't want to get to heaven if I don't look like him. I want to look like him when I get there. I want to be a reflection. I want to be the reflection of who he is. And, and who is he? Jesus Christ was the expressed word of God. In John 1 and 1, it says what? In the beginning was what? It was the word. The word was God. And the word was with God. And then we skip over to verse 14. And it said what? And the word became what? Flesh. And dwelled amongst us. Has the word moved your flesh into the image of what he's called you to? Baby, maybe you could play that music again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 He is the I am. He he is he is the I am. So so we ask you today. I don't know if you're trying to play it or not now. Okay. Maybe if you could just be real honest with yourself. 
Just bow your head for a few moments. You see, every time you hear the Word of God, you're at a crossroads. To either do what He's commanded us to do, what He's called us to do, or to not do what He's called us to do. That's the only decision that you can make. But I'm, I'm one of those signs here today that before you get to the edge of the cliff, I'm one of these signs today that's telling you, hey, you need to turn around. God wants to be Lord in your life. But to be able to do the more, to be able to do the extraordinary that God has called us to do, we've got to keep His commandments. Not His suggestions. Not His recommendations. You see, we've seen the must-bes of the Bible, and then we've seen the should-bes of the Bible. you would be honest with yourself you see because the reality is is that we may be hiding it from man we may even be trying to hide it from ourselves but God knows all things there's nothing there's nothing hidden from him and my question to you today are you wanting to build the temple for his spirit for his presence to dwell in you see because he's rested in a temporary place for way too long you see because these kings they were living you know king david he had a nice house king solomon king, uh, king saul he had a nice house you see, and that's what the reality came is that, Lord, how can I have such a nice place when your presence is dwelling in something that's temporary? God wants to put up permanent residence in you. What will you let him do today? Let me pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord, for your love. Your love, Lord, is agape. It's unconditional. Keeps no record of wrong. It's not puffed up. It's not angry. Lord, so many of us are walking down paths, Lord. And only you know the path that we're really walking down. But Lord, I ask for myself, Lord, today. Lord, that I want to build a temple. I want to continue to expand, Lord, not just the temple, Lord, but the courtyards for your presence. Lord, and as we are here in, in this sanctuary, Lord, here today, Lord, we've dedicated it to you for your purpose. And, Lord, I make a commitment to you, Lord, that I want to dedicate my temple, Lord, for your purpose. Maybe you'd say, I've walked away from the Lord. But just as simple as it was to walk away, you just walk back. 
You see, he, he said, I will never leave you, nor would I forsaken you. David said that everywhere that I go, if I was to even make my bed in hell, are you not there? You see, we cannot escape God's presence. We cannot escape his voice. You might say, well, pastor, I'm not ready right now. Then the only thing I'll leave you with on that is you don't know if I'm the last son. You see, I had a cousin to die this week at 34 years old. 34 years old. That morning when she woke up, she probably thought, uh, what am I going to do next week? What am I going to do when I go back to work tomorrow? What, what am I going to do tonight? But you see, you know what happened? None of that ever came. And eternity is not, there's no take backs. There's no do-overs. I, I can't question the message that God's laid on my heart here today. My place is to be obedient and to follow the unction of the Holy Spirit. Lord, as we part ways, Lord, here today, help us, Lord, to know that we don't have to leave the same way we came. And to know, Lord, that the extraordinary that you've called us to. So, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Be with us. Keep us safe. Lord, and we love you. And we thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to give tithe and offering, i got a card reader. I've got some envelopes. If you want to write a check or put cash in it, you, you give as the Lord leads to you. And again, I thank you for coming. And I had seven minutes to spare. <laughs> thank you, brother. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.